1: Hello, and welcome to the podcast. In financial services, we frequently use terms that are confusing, not only to outsiders, but those within the industry. We feel it's our duty at Advisorpedia, not only to bring content to financial advisors that make them better in every way, but to table set and educate. This is the first in that educational set that we hope benefits everyone. Today's topic is what's a clearing firm? Why do they matter to advisors? And what does the future hold for these firms? For that, we welcome back Michael Scaplin, who's the Senior Vice President of Sales and Relationship Management at Axel's Clearing. Welcome back, Michael.
0: Hi, good morning, Doug. How are you doing out there?
1: I am good. Let's start off with your wheelhouse. What is a clearing firm?
0: All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, so starting this morning, uh, talking about what is uh, a clearinghouse. And, and it's it's a lot of things to a lot of different people, but Basically, what a clearinghouse is, is it's a silent partner underneath of an independent broker dealer or possibly an RIA that allows them access not only to the markets and to technology, but again, the oversimplification of of a trade, of taking the equities or or that position and moving it to where the trade should go. So again, the oversimplification would be to take the, the shares in your left hand and the cash in your right hand to pay for that. And switching those from one side to the other. So that's, again, the oversimplification is just that is where it all starts is that movement from one side to the other. And then there's a whole infrastructure uh, that we build on top of that.
1: So is that the only transaction that a clearing firm affects or are there many transactions that happen within a clearing house?
0: There, There are very, very many, many transactions that happen inside of that. So again, the start is where the positions are moved from one side to the other. But on top of that, what a clearinghouse has done over the years is built an entire infrastructure around it, not just to move the positions, but to support other business lines. So you're talking about adding leverage in there. So if you want to go out and margin a position and and trade on margin, you have that capability. If you want to do some banking, a clearinghouse will offer light banking via checking and ACH and wires. We do things like S-blocks, a backline of credit against the uh, equity portfolio or the portfolio positions that you have. If you want to draw down a line, you could do something like that. Um, A clearinghouse is also going to do your statements and your confirms and your tax documents. And they're going to integrate across a wide network of order management systems, OMSs and EMSs and other CRMs where we're going to push data back and forth and it's all of that that is what really makes a clearinghouse a clearinghouse. And that's what makes them unique is how far their technology stretches into these different areas and, and how much capability they allow the, the IBDs and the customers and the clients to reach other products. So it's, it's that diversification that makes each clearinghouse unique.
1: So let's get into that uniqueness. What are the differences between clearinghouses?
0: Uh, So when I began on Wall Street 20 years ago, there were dozens of clearinghouses and there were thousands of broker-dealers. Over the years, what we saw was a consolidation, these firms folding in. So some de-risked off their platforms and and decided they were no longer going to be in certain business lines or were up for sale and they were sold into other clearinghouses. Uh, So the differences became in, in what firms were not only willing to do what business lines they wanted to be in, it was the technology that they either had to start with or that they evolved into. right? So the difference now that we see in clearinghouses is the willingness or the ability to take on various products, to understand and handle that risk, and to continue to move into other areas uh, so that those clients have access to different tools. As all the consolidation has come through, The broker-dealers that remain have picked up books of business from other areas, right? So you had a firm that might have only been doing equities, and then the market turned and they picked up uh, a group that was doing fixed income, and then it turned again and they picked up some options traders. Well, the question becomes, is your clearinghouse equipped to handle all of those business lines? Or have you made some conscious decision to say, I'm only doing equities, or I'm really good at high frequency trading, so that's what I'm going to do. Or I'm only going to concentrate on broker dealers in Miami that specialize in Latin American clients. So the difference between those all of the clearinghouses is what we're willing to do and then what our capabilities actually are.
1: So why does a firm or an advisor choose one clearinghouse over another?
0: They they make them on a lot of different reasons, but tech is a, again a big part of that. So is your technology always evolving? Are you ready and able to take on uh, the next area that 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 starts to pop? So in this day and age, we see fintechs. We see the millennials that are wiser, smarter. They have access to so much more information, and what they can do with that information. From a tech standpoint, is 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 something that we've never seen before. So, you know, if you're looking to choose your your, your clearing partner, are you looking for an off-the-shelf kind of offering, or is your vision of what you need for, for your customers tech-driven and tech-forward? And can your your clearing support that? So, when uh, broker dealers are choosing their clearing house, they're choosing them for the technology, they're choosing them for the business line, the ability to handle that risk. But at the end of the day, uh, they're choosing a firm like Axos, not just for, for all of the tangibles that we can deliver and that we do deliver. They're choosing us for the, the white glove service. right? Would you, would you rather be assigned a relationship manager, somebody who's going to own your account day-to-day, handle your account day-to-day, establish a relationship with, or you want to go to some other firms where you're going to get an 800 number. So there's much more than just the tangibles of the technology and the offering. It's the intangibles. It's the service. It's that level uh, of of comfort that we can give through the client services team and the conversion team and the uh, the relationship management team that all surround the the broker dealers. So they're they're choosing on on reasons like that.
1: Speaking of technology. Have the advances in technology given buyers and sellers advantages they haven't had in the past?
0: It depends who you ask, right? So from a, from a risk standpoint, I'm, I'm sure it makes some risk deaths nervous, but but yeah, I mean, by and large, there is so much more access to to just information alone where you can learn how to trade different products. Options are no longer as scary as they were because you can jump on the internet and you can learn what an iron condor is or or some other strategy that you know 15 years ago you had no idea what it was. So starting with the information that's out there, it's evolved the mindset of the end investor and then bring on the fintechs, right? So now you've got a more educated uh, a retail broker dealer clientele that are starting to understand more advanced products. And now you're giving them the tools to get in there, to get into the market, to to line up with the professional traders, and that that knowledge plus that access and that fintech is is what is delivering uh, this advancement in in the marketplace. So yeah, the, the technology is is it's phenomenal, and we've I think we've only seen just the beginning of what that's going to come because we're really on the precipice of this technology layering into the APIs that that, that a clearing uh, clearing firm like Axos has. So we're able to pipe in the newest technology and continue to evolve with whatever the next one is going to be because of our API and our open architecture.
1: Being in the game for so long, you've touched on some of this, but are there other ways, are there nuances that clearing firms have evolved over the past 10 years?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, again, it's it's that that hindsight being 2020. It's It's those next generations coming up with the different the design models and different technology models and different different ways to integrate and a different thought pattern. So I I've, I've been in the industry for right for for 20 years for for quite some time and I've exclusively only ever been on the clearing side. I've been from from my early days in my career I was a, a clearing liaison which was a basically a relationship manager managing a subset of accounts and I saw how we did things back then, right? So by the time I moved up in my career, I had seen what the generation before me had built and how they had built it. So when I came to this position as a senior manager at a you know at a, at a clearinghouse, I had my own ways of of what I thought and what needed to change, and I brought that with me. And behind me, there's a whole new generation. Uh, that's coming up into these, these management, mid-level management positions, bringing their own ideas and their own experiences. Uh, so, so that is what's pushing the development in some of the clearing houses is this, this influx in this, this smarter uh, way to do things. And the technology is that's uh, available that was not available 15 years ago or 20 years ago. So we're pushing this evolution and this mindset And the technology is allowing us to better evolve and and make things easier and straight through process and change what clearing was 20 years ago to what it's starting to be now and what it will be 20 years from now.
1: Speaking of what it will be 20 years from now or five years from now, let's get out your crystal ball and let's talk about what does the future hold for clearinghouses?
0: We have a vision on on what a, a clearinghouse is going to be and what it needs to be. But it's, you know, we've been pretty vocal about it. It's, it's an all encompassing model, right? It's not, just, it's not just a standalone clearinghouse. And being part of a much larger organization, we're able to start tying that stuff in. So we have a, a cutting edge technology platform on the bank side. So the holding company, Access Financial, we're under a huge umbrella. There's multiple divisions, right? So we've got a bank unit, we've got a clearing division, we have a custody division, we've got a robo advisor. But it's about how we tie all that in so that it's, it's a single point so that you can come in and you can log into your account and straight through process your trades and look at mortgages and car loans and look at jumbo loans and uh, line, back lines of credit so that you can put your portfolio together and draw a line down against it. So what we're building is this holistic atmosphere where you come into a single account and all of your needs are taken care of right then and there. By Axos, and so we're continuing to develop this idea as we tie down the APIs between clearing and the bank, and we bring in custody, and we're continuing to push that and moving by acquisition, right? So, you know, when when my clearinghouse was acquired by by Axos, they started leveraging in the technology right away, and they brought in uh, their ideas and some personnel. And um, we started to build this, and we tied in a robo advisor. So we've got that. We're tying in the banking, so we'll have that. And there's a couple other things we have on the horizon that we haven't put out there yet that we're we're starting to tie down. Um, and then most recently, we we just acquired uh, ETrade Advisory, so we're tying in that network as well. But again, it's it's a holistic approach to the financial markets. It's more than just securities trading. It's an idea. It's a way of life. It is. Uh, a holistic piece where you can just come in and do everything you need from your banking to your brokerage in one shot.
1: Is this holistic approach, this idea that you're building for the future, is this what you feel is going to separate you from your competitors?
0: That among other things. I don't want to let out too much of the secret sauce, right? So we'll we'll keep some of our competitors guessing, but but yes, I mean just just alone in what we're rolling out now, it it already separates us, separates us from what some of our competition is doing. We offer a diversified offering on the security side between equities, options, fixed income, foreign and local settlements, high-frequency trading, portfolio margin, stock loan with fully paid lending. So just being in all of that, we've set ourselves apart from our competition who only wants to be in uh, one piece or one line of some of those businesses. But when you tie all that security stuff and all that experience and all that products into this developing idea with the bank and, and tying everything in, yeah, that's going to separate us today. And it's going to certainly separate us as we set the foundation to do all that and move it into the future.
1: You, you've had a fantastic year and it's, it's still early. Are these all the reasons why you're gaining so much market share?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, again, it, it started with an idea and it started with a vision. And, and now we've started to make those things come true, right? So being public, public company helps because we're, we're not just selling uh, the brand and the vision and the technology, but we're, we're selling stability, And in the financial markets, that's important. So we have had a great year and not just on the clearing side or the custody side, but on on the bank side as well with with what they've done on their mortgage division. But we're, we're public, like I said. So we can go out there and talk about being a strong company, but we'd rather show you. Look at our quarterly earnings reports. Look at what we've done. Look at the acquisitions look at the stuff that we're putting out there. We're, we're leading by example, and that is what's, what's leading to our success, is, is not just putting the idea out there, but executing it, delivering it, keeping our clients happy, giving them the technology that they need, and providing their end customers with the stability that they need to keep their clients here.
1: Michael, thank you so much for clearing up what a clearinghouse does for us. We appreciate your time. <laughs>
0: I appreciate your time, Doug. It's a pleasure as always. And I I look forward to our next conversation.
1: I I do too. To learn more about Axos Clearing, visit axosclearing.com. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Haikinen. Thanks for joining us.